Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Sometimes it takes a different approach. To help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Uh, Jenny, you know, starting off this journey of having a podcast with you, have to be completely honest, I was a little concerned at the beginning because I was like two ADHD women having a structured conversation about very specific topics. <laughs> like, how are we going to make this work? You tell me. I still don't know how we're doing it. I still don't know how we do it. I still don't know how to do it. Well, We have so much in common that it doesn't surprise me that we both have ADHD. But as we've been going through this journey together, it's clear that our experiences with ADHD have been so utterly different. And, you know, now that everyone's posting about ADHD. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, is this like a new thing that it, it's cool to be? All of a sudden, because I remember getting diagnosed when I was eight and people thinking I was real dumb, <laughs> like making fun of me. You recently got diagnosed, correct? Yeah, last year, 
2020, Ooh. I was 34 years old. The thir- ripe age of 35. Or 33. See, I don't even know. I also got diagnosed with a math learning disability at the same time, because why the fuck not? And uh, it would have come in handy when I was failing algebra. But here we are. <laughs> now it doesn't fucking matter. Um, it does not matter. I'm like, okay, it just, it just like, it confirms. It confirms mm-hmm. all the struggles I went through with math. I grew up in a family where we made fun of our ADD and our ADHD because it was very prevalent. We would sit at a table and my mom, who doesn't have ADD, would be like, I'm going crazy. Because no one would maintain the same conversation for longer than a couple of seconds. And then everyone would switch and people would drop (laughs) chaos. And it's like... So for me, the Houseman family, like everyone kind of had it. So it was kind of a point of pride. The Housemans, we Housemans. We Housemans have ADD and we're, it's okay. We're smart. And like (laughs) my dad has one of the most intense cases of ADD I've ever seen in my life. Like my dad will be talking to you and in the middle of your response, he'll walk away. Like he'll forget you're talking. But for me, that was normal. I thought all dads walked away in the middle (laughs) of conversation. That's just a dad thing you know like like, they're not supposed to stay for the whole story (laughs) i remember like the first time i brought a a friend home or something like when i was older to get my dad's attention at the table i would i'd said papi 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 ba 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 so you're like stewie in that like stewie mommy mommy mom (laughs) mom 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 and, and my dad is a very smart guy and very well respected in his field. So like for me, I was very lucky in that when I was diagnosed, I knew that there were smart people that had this and it didn't mean I was dumb. Wow. It was like my family's smart. They're wonderful people. They're highly creative and it's okay. But the way that I found out I had ADD was I was like failing out of third grade. I could not concentrate. I was sitting in class. I was not listening to anything. I was drawing. I was writing stories in my little book. I wrote so many stories. It, it's crazy my mom has these booklets of me like writing stories but like I was not paying attention and my third grade teacher literally sat me down in the middle of class while everyone was in the classroom and said like you have a severe learning disability and I started crying that sucks and people made fun of me for it and were like oh my god you're stupid you have a disability you're this that and the other but thankfully you know I remembered my dad walking away from conversations and I'm like wait my dad has it too and he's smart (laughs) Uh, my brother has it too and he's smart like I was lucky to see it and have people accept it within my family so that it didn't affect my self-esteem and I'm glad that now it's sort of more accepted and people are more open speaking about it because back then it was a dirty word which is why I I mention it so much now even to my employers I have absolutely zero shame in my case because I got diagnosed just last year I went decades Mm -hmm. clueless just thinking well this is me I don't know shit uh <laughs> but now and I've told my mom I'm like you have ADHD my friend. Really? Um because it, yeah, I can tell my mom has ADHD. Like now that I know the symptoms, uh-huh. Especially in women specifically, I can yeah. now say if my mom got tested tomorrow, I would be shocked if she didn't get diagnosed with ADHD. But in my upbringing, no one in my family had it except one boy cousin and even still no one figured out that I had ADHD or any signs because I think also it's it's a known fact that women know how to mask it better and I thought like many people that ADHD was usually a little boy's problem because you saw Papito <laughs> I don't know like Timmy and 
They were just fucking like off the walls. Like, and they would do bad things to the teachers and bad things to the kids. And and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's not me. (laughs) Yeah. So I never even thought that I could have ADHD or learning disability because I was a straight A student. I could see why people were like, eh, but I would get in trouble a lot for talking. I was a chatty Kathy, okay? Guess what? That's a sign of ADHD in girls. It's less hyperactivity and more inactivity. Yes, it's being caída de la mata, like falling off the tree, like Mm -hmm. staring off into the abyss. Daydreaming. (laughs) Not like running around. Yeah. The way that girls manifest ADHD is very different than boys, but much like so many other diseases like heart disease, the primary uh, source of research is men or boys. Yep. So women weren't being taken into account. Like, you know how many women have died of heart disease? Because we have completely different reactions and forms of manifestation it so many women never got diagnosed with it it's the same with adhd the way that we manifest it is different absolutely but man like now looking back at my whole goddamn life i'm like i um yeah duh like from from a very young age i excelled in the things that i loved i was Mm -hmm. like the teacher's pet in computer class i was the fastest typist i knew how to code websites i just I, i loved it and but then that would really piss off my my regular curriculum teachers like history and Spanish because they'd be like, what is wrong with you? You do so well here, but then over here, you suck ass. <laughs> yeah. And yet still they couldn't figure out that it could be ADHD. I do think that there is also a lot of cultural differences. For example, I have a nephew who is very much like me, super hyperactive, super creative, cannot sit still. But in Latin America, his teachers were like, yeah, he has like a weird ear disorder. Like he can't hear what is being said to him. (laughs) So my poor sister's like, oh my God, like maybe he's like partly deaf in an ear and they took him and it's like, no, he can hear fine. And it's like, no, remember his grandfather walks away from conversations? Like this has nothing to do with the physical (laughs) integrity of your ear it's just your brain like he just maybe isn't listening or he zones out head he zones out i think here we have problems within the education system in the states where we praise those that have a very particular type of brain and those that have anything different aren't those that are the champions of their grade etc but in places like latin america this whole concept of like medicating or your brain being different and having it be sort of fixed with a pill like that's not something people do often there that that's a very american thing to do like i I remember when I was diagnosed, they immediately put me on prescription medication. Um, They put me on Ritalin and I hated it. It's really intense. Oh my God, I took it and I was a kid and my parents were like, oh my gosh, should we be doing this to a child? Like, we don't know. And like, I I hated it because I didn't feel like myself. My brain just didn't feel like mine. It felt like someone replaced my brain with another brain, but kept my memories. It was like this bizarre (laughs) sci-fi situation. I didn't know what was going on. Yes, I was like paying attention to everything, but like was so bored because I couldn't escape into my world. <laughs> and I got depressed. Wow. I got severely depressed. It was like two weeks and my mom was like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you off of this. She said, I'd rather have a dumb daughter than an unhappy one. 
like oh, god bless my my god you're and oh my mom never thought i was dumb my mom always knew i was smart and thought yeah. my teachers were dumbasses for not seeing it but she said that as a way of saying like how you feel about yourself and how you feel will always be more important than the grades that you get and you know i think jenny your experience is so different than mine because i knew what i had right i feel like your life is one of those thrillers where at the end you find out who the killer is and it all made sense like that was, was your life jenny until you were all along yeah oh my god it was your brain it was adhd all along you know what i'm saying yeah for me there was no twist in my life my life was very clear i knew it was just a straight drama but i knew what it was from the beginning it was very predictable um i knew i had it so i could as a kid like i figured out tricks and I was like trained by tutors on how to think think through things and I did a lot of work to figure out how to make sure my brain's weaknesses were taken into account. But it wasn't until college and I was taking calculus. I was failing. Jenny, I could not. I never took calculus. I don't know oh. how you did it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I felt like the dumbest person in the world and then I'd go to my drama class and feel like the smartest person. But like <laughs> That's the thing about people like us, like people like my husband are good at everything except for like acting, but he's like good at like science and he's good at philosophy and he's good at writing essays. You know, like those people that are just good at school. Yeah, I was I had to work to be good at school, but then I was really good at like three things. And that's why I'm a comedian, because <laughs> I didn't have much choice as to what career to have. I wasn't going to go into fucking engineering. You know what I'm saying? There's people that have all these options in front of them. And I was just like, I got like three. <laughs> I know. I'm like, thank God the little fairies from Sleeping Beauty visited my bassinet <laughs> and blessed me with, she's going to be good at typing. Bloop. She's going to be good at <laughs> acting. Voices. Yeah. And yeah, one day she'll voice cartoons. Bloop, 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 bloop. And that's it. That's, you know, um, because I truly would have been terrible at most things or i just would work in dog rescue um but i mean that's great you know i know a lot of, of listeners would probably want to know what signs showed up for us mm -hmm. and what adhd struggles we have because i know ever since i started to open up about having adhd so many women specifically have written me and said because of you i found out i have adhd and i'm getting treated for it it's also so important to understand it because I'm not of the opinion that it is something that needs to be fixed or adjusted or whatever. I just think it's like having a roadmap for your brain so that you have answers. I don't know about you, Jenny, but like I felt so unfeminine because I had terrible handwriting. Um, I was really, really disorganized. Um, I couldn't follow a recipe. <laughs> like all these like stereotypical female things that obviously aren't female necessarily, but like that's what society tells us. I'm bad at laundry. If I opened up my freaking drawers right now, I don't want to show you my drawers because they're just a mess. Tampons in the bottom with like pencils and like <laughs> weird tickets from like Coldplay in 2008. Coldplay tickets and tampons. Yeah, Coldplay tickets and tampons, But you've man. got everything you need. You've got everything you need in that drawer. Hello, that's like a fucking drawer for success. I don't know about you. Like just yesterday, I was like, why do I have 11 nail clippers? Oh my God, I have so many nail clippers too. Why? I, I don't know. I don't remember buying them. Like having ADHD is like the Twilight Zone. We're like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like how did I get here? Like you walk into rooms, you're like, and it's that meme with all the fucking math equations. You know those like online <laughs> tests you can do to see if you have ADHD? One of them is like, do you have more than seven nail clippers? 
<laughs> you have ADHD. <laughs> I found myself many times prior to diagnosis, like crying over the same stupid sexist shit. I'm like, I'm a terrible wife because yeah. I, I can't cook <laughs> and I, I'm disorganized and I yes. lose things. <gasps> Jenny, that makes me feel so much better about myself. Oh my God, thank God you're like me. No, we're the same. <laughs> I'm, I had an insurance on my phone for lost phones. Okay. They thought... They thought I was doing insurance fraud because I kept losing my phone. So they thought I was reselling my phone. And I'm like, no, bitch, I lost my phone four times in a year. Like, and so it's I'm called barred ADHD, from, bitch. I'm barred from having phone insurance, okay? Because I've lost my phone so many times. I have, you know what my phone has? Clips so that when I'm, when I'm like out or at home, I clip my phone on me like a leash. So I don't lose it. Why don't you got to do the same thing to your future child? Um, besides those little fucking rubber ducky fucking, they make it look cute, but it's still terrifying to see it. Having stuff like ADHD, like there's, there's like the diagnosis and the understanding of like, oh, that your brain works different. But then there's like all these societal expectations for what we think people are. And I think knowing you have it makes you feel like, um, it's not that I'm bad at something. You know, I went through like such a phase of of talking myself down and hating parts of myself. Like, because this has been my life since like I can remember is letting myself down and being embarrassed about it because I've like suffered from this goddamn losing my all my shit, my laptop, my iPad, my podcast, losing my podcast. I did not lose my podcast. We're here. That is an esoteric right here. You did not lose us. (laughs) I'm about to lose it now because people are like, you know what? She might lose it. She might lose hyphenated, <laughs> and we can't trust her with it. It's going to end up in that drawer with the tampons and the Coldplay tickets. 2007 Coldplay tickets. <laughs> that was a good year for Coldplay. It's a good year. It was a really good year. But what you just described is something that I learned is, is that people with ADHD have an issue with object permanence. It's out of sight, out of mind. That happens mm. to me with text messages all the time as well. <gasps> Jenny, what the fuck? Are you serious? Yes. Oh, um, Jenny, my friends hate me. I have 351 unread text messages. I forget. Yes. People yeah. think I'm ignoring them. No, I just no. forget it's there. I, I hate it because I'm also an empath and I'm so sensitive to hurting people's feelings because I'm sensitive. And yeah. I feel like trash. Now, here's the thing. Thank God that most of my, and some of my friends also have ADHD, so we all just fucking vent and laugh about yeah. it with each other. You guys but... just like all ignore each other's text messages for seven years. <laughs> well, and then it's why, like, oh. That's why I'm so understanding. Like, and it doesn't mean that I don't care. It doesn't mean that I think I'm bet like, or we forget faces and names very easily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it has nothing to do with us not caring about that person or thinking that they're not important enough to remember their names. I just have ADHD, but I have had issues with some friendships um, in the past and some friendships have even ended because of my ADHD because there's this expectation of you as a friend and if you don't meet all these expectations, you're a bad person, you're a bad friend, you don't really care about them, you're just super flippant about their needs, and <clears throat> and it, it breaks my heart because that's not the case. Like, anybody who, who really knows me knows how much I care about all my friends, and that doesn't necessarily mean my best friends. I care about, like, people deeply, even 
our listeners. Like that's just how I am. I, I I'm very connected to people. Um, and so it hurts when people feel like I'm being shitty towards them and it's due to how my brain operates. And all of these things um, used to really get me down and make me deeply just insecure. And they still do. I'm not going to pretend they, it doesn't. I'm still super insecure about it. But I also want to recognize, and that's this is what I've been trying to do, is that the like without the brain I have, like, I couldn't do what I do. And I couldn't be as creative and, and find the solutions like creative solutions and 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 be wacky and think of insane ideas and and improvise the way that I do Mm -hmm. so like yeah there's all these things that make me insecure that are kind of linked to this but I would never ever give it up because I you know a fish doesn't know it's in water like I know for a fact that now now that I sort of can understand my brain a little bit better Now I can understand that a lot of what I value about myself is also linked to the way that my brain works. And you can't, you can't change pieces of your brain one way or another, like, and pick and choose. Like you got your brain. Um, Mm -hmm. there's bad parts, there's great parts. And, uh, I, 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 I can live with leaving cabinet doors open and I can live with, uh, not, being good at checking my friends back and I can live with losing my passport in Mexico for the fourth time, having 10 nail clippers. Um, as long as I know that there's great parts to my brain too. And it's about balancing those things and knowing how to manage them. ADHD in today's society certainly has so many obstacles and challenges and me being a recently diagnosed person, I feel like I'm still going through the stages of like grief, I guess, like accepting <laughs> it. Like there's days yeah. that I remember just a few months ago, I was just crying in my bed, just staring at the ceiling going, why am I like this? Because I felt like, how am I going to really make it in this industry as a writer if I struggle so much with focus and I and I procrastinate? And I, and I, and I also think because ADHD studies only just now in the past six, seven years, started focusing on adult ADHD. Prior to that, it was on hyperactive little boys. So now there's more support behind it. There's more conversations about it. I feel less alone. Like you're saying, you're seeing all these people on TikTok fucking talking about ADHD and neurodiversity and neurotypicals and autism and the spectrum and all these things that I didn't fucking like... I feel like it came right on time because I just got diagnosed and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. Um, So that's convenient. But I was researching because I want to feel better about having ADHD, you know, because fuck, society truly is not built for us, especially this industry. And I, I did some research and it turns out that like back then during the caveman times, ADHD was a optimal survival, like not skill, but like it was... A lot of people survived. If you had ADHD, you were the better hunter-gatherer. And therefore, you had more chances of survival. Um, a lot of the ADHD qualities benefited cavemen back then. But wait, Jenny, like, I, I you know, I know that you're more recent in your journey, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that ADHD is is. Also, I mean, I understand that society is is society is not built for people that like drop their shit everywhere. I get it, but 
um, there's also reasons why so many people with ADD and with ADHD um, end up in the arts and are editors and are actors and are um, performers. And, and it's because our brains are hyperactive and like we make connections other people don't so many of my friends that do improv have ADD like I think there's I that's why I'm saying I don't like it being called a disorder it it, it really annoys me and not in like I don't have one like you can say I have a disorder I won't take it personally but I just don't think it's a disorder I think it's it's just a type of brain it's a type type of of brain neuro that's what that's where neurodiversity comes in Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um can you imagine not having ADD? Like, I don't even know what that's like. Like, opening up my, opening up a dra- girl, my drawer, <laughs> every time I open it for emphasis on my part, I look at it and it gives me anxiety because it's so messy. And then I open my husband's sock drawer and it's color coordinated. And I'm well, like, see, oh God. Those are areas, you know, because I don't want our listeners to be like, oh, well, you know, you can't, you can't just say oh i have adhd oh well mm-hmm. like i've i've busted my ass like i i now marie kondo the shit my socks are all neatly folded mm-hmm. this is a new me okay because but there's certain things that i've gotten a lot better at i don't lock myself out of the house as often good job i haven't locked my keys in my car in many years but i used to do it like fucking all the time Right. You know, so there are things that I try to work towards. I've hired an ADHD coach in the past. I'm still on my medicine journey because I still do feel like I desperately need medical help. Like, um, mm-hmm. medical help with it. I've tried Adderall. God, it's a freaking crazy drug. It's, it works though, which is what I hate. But there's so many side effects that I really dislike about it, which is why I stopped. But it there there are areas that i'm like i just i just need that extra electricity in my brain mm-hmm. to really power through to get better at memorization to get better at retaining things um it just you know what it is my, the way i feel right now with my brain is kind of like how one would feel with astigmatism and not getting glasses so right. you're you can see things but your eyes have to work so much harder to read and you're straining your eye muscles and you're actually making your vision worse. That's what I feel like a lot of the time with my brain right now. Okay, so Jenny, like I lose shit. I lack focus. I'm hyperactive. Um, I can't sit still. Uh, and I, 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 I tend to talk a lot. Like, but what other things for people out there that may be thinking they have ADHD, like what other parts of ADHD are like lesser known? So there's something called emotional dysregulation. It's actually a core symptom of ADHD, it's when you have overblown reactions to a small setback, right? And for me, I just thought I was a dick for the longest time when it came to this. For example, since childhood, if someone promised me, hey, we're going to go to the mall and we're going to get ice cream, and then last minute the plans were canceled, I couldn't handle it. Wait, really? I couldn't handle it. I would get so mad and I would cry because I looked forward to it so much with all my heart that canceling it just ruined the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I still can be like that, but now I'm more aware of it and obviously I'm older, more mature, but there's still a part of me if plans get canceled. You know what I think it's linked to? My family laughs at me because um minor inconveniences mm-hmm. set me off. Like yes. 
the doctor was like you're missing a cheek and you're gonna go through like several stages of surgery and i'm like wow that's that's tough okay but then it's like i ordered shoes and they're not gonna be there for the wedding i'm going to and i'm like oh my fucking god my fucking platforms like <laughs> why <laughs> i think it's because like problem solving like problem solving things that require a lot of different um steps it's are, it's very daunting to me do you know what i'm saying yes I'm like, oh my God, that has to be solving. it but people yeah. think that we're a bunch of brats they think like wow first world problems over here veruca salt and so now i'm very self-aware of it and, I, and yeah. I just keep it to myself but that doesn't mean i don't feel it i feel it very terribly i'm like Ooh. i've controlled it so much too i'm like yeah i'm chill i'm chill and inside i'm like <laughs> oh my god it's the typical like no worries <laughs> No, oh, like when a flight is delayed, nothing is going to happen to me. I'm not going to die. I'm just going to get to my hotel an hour later. I obsess. I'm like, an hour, an hour gone. An hour gone. And then when I land, maybe there's going to be a little bit more traffic, which means it might be a little bit longer, which means that what I had planned for the day, which was I was going to get there and then I was going to do my to-do list. It's going to be later. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. later. And then what I'm going to do, I can't do, you know. <laughs> and all of this as my face is just like staring into the abyss and it's just like, oh, what a peaceful woman. And it's like, no, she's actually disassociating. <laughs> it is so real. People with ADHD feel emotions more intensely, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, again, women often get just dismissed with like, you just have anxiety or depression. Right. And, and our hormones come into play too, by the way, because I'm way more forgetful around my period. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's very common with ADHDers is something called rejection sensitive dysphoria. Oh my God, these words are so complex. Like what, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> okay, so it's basically extreme emotional sensitivity and pain triggered by the perception that a person has been rejected or criticized by anyone, really. So being hypersensitive, like being sensitive. You're triggered by feeling like you're falling short, failing to meet your own standards and others' expectations. Even just last week, I'm in this writer's room and I like pitch something and the creator's kind of like, meh. And once again, I look super chill on the ass. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's fine. You know, I'm just a professional writer over here. I'm just gonna keep going with my life. And and then I come home and I, I cry to my husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wait, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. I'm terrible. But I think that's like, maybe that's part of like, the post hoc fallacy in my opinion because it i don't know if it's adhd that causes that or or it's living with adhd in a world where you are constantly falling short because just, you just work differently we've felt we've let ourselves and school and teachers and friends and stuff down just by existing that mm -hmm. we're hypersensitive to it because we don't mean to I mean, there's just so much more again i'm only just learning all of this now there was even something else oh here it is i have severe insecurities around how I sound when I talk. And I'm not talking about my voice. I'm talking about stringing coherent, mm -hmm. intelligent sentences together. I struggle with this on a, a show that I co-host for What's Up Disney Plus. And I do think I'm a very good host. But then when I go off script, nine out of 10 times, I feel like kicking myself after I hear what just came out of my mouth because it kind of doesn't make sense because I have all these emotions and I know exactly what I'm feeling. And then when I try to verbalize it, I sound like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I'm like, what was that? I'm like, I don't sound intelligent. What's, what is this? And a lot of it has to do with like expressing like emotions and what's going on in your brain. So there's a name for that, apparently. That's incredible. <laughs> it's called Alexithemia. Alexithemia, that, what a cute name. I, there's a kid in Brooklyn who's called Alexithemia. 
I'm sure. Alexithemia. <laughs> um, but it's it's basically a broad term to describe problems with feeling emotions. And my whole life, like my husband and I, when we first started dating, like I would always use words like, you hate me, don't you? He's like, oh my God, I don't hate you. And I'm like, I don't mean like hate, hate. <laughs> But I know what you mean. Like, I, I'm I'm that way where I, I've gone to therapy since I was so young that I know how to communicate my emotions and, and, yeah. and through a lot of, I guess, coaching and stuff. I think I know how to communicate all right. But really strong emotions when I'm at a peak, I go to the extremes. Yes, extremes. Oh, you hate me because I'm a piece of shit. And it's like, I mean, you just haven't cleaned the bathroom and I'd like for you to clean it. Like, it's Oh, really... yeah. I go to the let... I... Oh my God, what was it? Like, my, my, my husband and I, thank God, we barely fight. But even still, this was like some months ago, I was being real bitchy. Like, I was just being very PMS. And so then I went upstairs to do some auditions or something, and then I came back downstairs and he was gone. He was just fucking gone. And I was like, that's it. I pushed my husband over the edge. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, he's gonna leave me. Ah, I knew it was gonna come. And then, bless his heart. I text, I'm like, where are you? And I was expecting like a fucking paragraph of like, Jenny, you know, I've just had enough. <laughs> and he's like, I went to go buy you cookies. Oh. Oh man. What a little angel. What a little angel. He doesn't have a single medical condition or psychiatric illness. He's just- The Crohn's caca disordered. PMDD, anxiety, fucking ADHD. Just put a bunch of letters together. Just string them together. ADPPD, CPQR, TTS, ZZQ, ZZ Top. ACDC. <laughs> Don't be scared, you guys. ADHD is a fun condition, and it's fine that you have it. Yeah, I, I think it's just like, I want people to stop talking about these things in a way that makes them afraid of like taking on the world like oh i have all these things and now i can't like fuck that like this can be your goddamn superpower just like fucking go for it motherfuckers i know what you mean i don't want people to feel like they can't accomplish and succeed everything that they want and more because of a disability of any kind of a disorder of any kind of a mental illness of any kind it certainly comes with a ton of challenges and obstacles yeah but it's not impossible and that is why i think it's so important to talk about it that's why i'm so open about it on my socials i'm open about it with my friends i'm open about it with my employers because people need to start learning and accepting what neurodiversity is our brains just work differently it does not mean that they are less than be mindful in schools and in the workplace that not everyone is a neurotypical person and it's accessibility at the end of the day with the Disney show that I host for example yes I'm still very down on myself but thankfully there's they've been so understanding and so supportive despite that and I'm very open with them about my ADHD and I'll crack jokes and stuff like that but I think it's it's just important to spread awareness and that's going to create more empathy and understanding around people who are considered neurodiverse Right now, society has this thing of, like, you have to act, quote-unquote, normal, whatever the fuck that is. And if you don't, then you're dumb, or you're not a good friend, or you're not an, a good employee, and you're not... The list can go on and on, and that's just not the case. And there needs to be more education surrounding that. You know, I think 
boomers really did not accept therapy very well. And then I think us millennials, we have been more open towards therapy and understanding ourselves and being more introspective. And then we have Gen Z. They're open with it. There's, there's no shame, right? Which is cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, they're very open know, about their identity. In every single thing. And I know, look up to them for that reason. I'm like, good. I'm so yes. tired of this culture of like, I know, okay, I think I am. Like, don't tell people your problems. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, please. Can you imagine? I was I was thinking about this. Growing up, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera saying that they suffer from something like, like that's impossible. But now we have Billie Eilish saying openly that she struggles with Tourette's and from anxiety and from depression. Yeah. I, you know, as someone who was diagnosed as a kid, went through it in college and in high school and like felt not isolated, but felt sort of like, oh, I was a weirdo to now opening up my TikTok and every third for you video is like i have signs you have adhd i'm like oh my god what a what a difference like what a i know como que, que cambio más grande. Oh, i know I, I just um scratched a scab and now i'm bleeding joanna you have adhd your caveman instincts should kick in right now right now where's my axe i'm gonna kill the mosquito that bit me. <laughs> you need to skin the flesh of a squirrel and place it over the scab. Oh, my God. Jenny, I think you're the good caveman. I don't know. I, I would be afraid to kill anything. I think it'd be like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Girl, I saved a black widow spider. I'm not killing anything either. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm, I'm the hippie caveman. I'm like, beautiful killer spider. Come with me. I didn't hold it in my hand. Uh, we're, we, you know, knowing us, we will go on a tangent for another hour. What are we talking? Um, Let's just talk about animal rescue now. I don't even know what, what was this episode about? I saved a white ladybug yesterday. Like albino? Apparently white ladybugs are real. Not, they're not considered albino. Wait, really? I feel really special. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado Con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles O seas más dulcero Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados Lego with Ego 